quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood. Yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connected parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Okay, welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle and I have an IG follower who has a parenting question or maybe several parenting questions that we're going to dive into. So welcome to the show. Tell us about yourself. Sure. Hi, um, my name is Sarah. I'm calling in from Detroit. I have two little girls, Sunny, she is 17 months and Vivian, she is three and a half, closer to four, although she thinks she's 24. Right. And um, um, I'm a stay-at-home mom, so I am with them. I've been with them since the moment the pandemic began, and I haven't left. And I, I have a few parenting questions, mostly regarding the dynamic between um, Vivian and Sunny, and then Vivian and I. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Well, I stayed home for, um, I think, 12 years I mean, I started, yeah, 12 years, I stayed home and it's a lot of work Mm -hmm. and it can really be grating on you. I know that. So kudos to you for doing the hard work. (laughs) I know it's not easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, let's, let's dive into it. Tell me your biggest struggle, your most burning question. Let's start there. So really it is just like this dynamic that is has been going on with Vivian and Sunny pretty much since Sunny was like, I don't know, two, three months old, but now has like escalated now that she's older and she can walk and talk and play with toys and eat and all these things that Vivian is very, very um, controlling of her from what she wears to, oh, Sunny's hungry, Sunny wants this, to um, very often she will not allow her, will not let her play with anything you can think of. And it's typically what if Vivian is busy playing with our little ice cream machine, pretending she's at the ice cream shop, Sunny's not allowed to come because it's an ice cream shop that only serves coffee ice cream. Right. 
Makes sense. Well, at least she's got, she's got a good rush and now we can definitely appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's a, so many things about her and her personality to appreciate, but in this scenario, it is very, <laughs> it's hard to appreciate. <laughs> it's hard to appreciate it basically. <laughs> basically. So it's really just her and how controlling she is physically controlling of her. I mean, like dragging her everywhere. She wants her to go with her. And then again, not letting her come into her room, play with her things, touch her things. Mm -hmm. And then I get frustrated and angry with her. And then it escalates. If I say, Vivi, no, that's going to hurt. That hurts her. Then it just makes her even more mad. And it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. She's got a strong personality. She does. Yeah. Yeah. I think the strong personality kids are the ones that bring us to this work because nothing else seems to be effective. (laughs) Exactly. You cannot bully them into behaving. Nothing. No. No. Yeah. Okay, good. She's like my sweet as me, which they're hard to parent. Every time I've listened to you talk about her, I'm like, oh, that's, that's, this is my situation. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And so I think we'll start with the basics. First, let's start with, are you using daily special time? I'm not. I just, so I just started listening to your podcast few weeks ago. And okay. in that time, since I've started listening, my husband and I took the kids on a 10 day road trip in the Pacific Northwest, just the four Ooh, of us. That's where I'm from. It was awesome. Amazing. It was very great. It was great. It was good for all of us, but I haven't had the time to make time for it. Okay. So the yeah. reason, so special time creates a myriad of positivities in your household and mm-hmm. let's go through all of them, but I want to start with the one that I think is the most important in particular into for this, this situation is that it will give her control, right? right? So we want to give her control in an organic, positive, good, quote unquote, good way mm-hmm. so that she doesn't want to exert so much control with her sister. Okay. So it isn't so much, it is so much what you do in the moment, but in the moment stuff isn't everything, right? Because we have to build the connection pieces every day, all day. And those connection pieces will help her connection jar feel filled up. And the more she feels filled up, the more she'll be able to cooperate with her sister. Okay. So that's why special time is so important and why it's important to do it regularly every single day. If you don't do it regularly, then kids feel that it's scarce. And when they Mm -hmm. feel that it's scarce, then they will tend to not want you to stop not want you to do it with the other child, get jealous when you're doing special time with someone else or you're paying attention to someone else because they want and need their special time. Okay. Special time also creates a safe place for her to be able to download to you. Eventually, as time goes on, what I've found is that my daughters use special time to tell me how they're feeling, Mm -hmm. what's going on in their world, because it's a time where we put everything away and we focus deeply on them. And they can feel that focus and that connection and they like it and it makes them feel seen and heard and understood. The other part of it is special time is totally driven by your child. They get to choose everything. Mm -hmm. She's in charge. Okay. And this sweet little girl sounds like she wants to be in charge. Mm -hmm. So let's let her be in charge in a better place than trying to have to exert her will over her sister. Okay. So daily special time. Yeah. So daily special time also for her sister. She's not too little to have daily special time. And what will happen if you do it with the older one and not not Sunny, 
Sunny will start to notice that and she mm-hmm. might start exhibiting some behaviors that you don't like. Yeah. So with the two of them, like I said, I'm staying home with them. And then my husband works like 70 hours a week. So Holy how moly. You, I know. Yeah, he's busy. That's he's unmanageable. Yeah, stupid. Um, so how do you, like, how yeah. how would I say to Sunny or explain, hey, I'm, me and Viv are going to go. So does Sunny take a nap? She does, yeah. So I would orchestrate it during nap time for okay. your oldest. Uh-huh. And then I would... Hopefully over time, I would give, so if you're doing it during nap time and Sunny won't see it, then I would give Vivian this nap or this special time during nap time and maybe not focus on Sunny so much until you get Viv feeling a little bit better. Okay. And then when she's feeling better and more regulated, then you can say to her, Hey, I want to give Sunny special time. So can you go, can I set you up with the ice cream machine? Can I set you up with whatever to do? And maybe you can start with 10 minutes with the little one so that you can start. It's a process. It really Uh is a process. I've used the iPad before when I've had to, I've used television. I've used the neighbor. I've used my dad. I've used whoever I can so that I'm, you just, I just made it my priority to kind of make it happen. I started when they were six and three. Okay. So it was hard. It was really hard at first because nobody wants to give up mommy mm-hmm. for special time with the other child. Right. Exactly. They just don't. But what I can tell you is that if you do it, you will get more time and more cooperation in the long run, but it's going to take like 10, 12 days before mm-hmm. you start to feel it. Okay. So let's say we are doing this say, in three weeks from now, hopefully things are capiche or a little better. Let's well, say. Yeah. Let's not take it's going to yeah. be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> they are a little better. But I'm going to give you some other things. So okay. that's like an overall, I'm going to give you in the moment things too. Okay. That's like the overall health yeah. of connection, right? Yeah. So it's timed. It's announced. Hey, we're going to do special time after dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. We're going to do special time during nap. You time it, you announce it. And it's kid driven. So you have to kind of follow the rules because you want to get credit for it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't announce it, you don't get credit for it in their mind. Yeah. yeah. Because it's not special, right? Right, right. <laughs> You're just here with me all the time. Every moment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it does feel different. I have to say, even as a stay-at-home mom, I was like, oh, I connect with my kids all the time. I'm here 24-7. But I really wasn't connecting in this kind of way. It's a different kind of way. Actually, it feels mm-hmm. different. Okay. Feels much different. Okay. So in the moment when she's being, you know, controlling over your daughter's, your little one's every move kind of sounds like, Mm -hmm. do you have an example maybe of one thing that we could dive in that way? Oh, just, um, Sunny's not going to wear that. She has to wear a dress. I'm wearing a dress today. She's wearing a dress. Vivi, honey, it's raining out. You are going to school. So you're going to be okay at school, but she can't because we're going out to the zoo, whatever. And then, no, she had, this is what she's wearing. Mm-hmm. And then it's a fight, a yeah. struggle. So maybe I would come with play. I would, the, the ones you can let her be in control of, let's let, try to let her be in control of some of them, not take them all away right at first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hopefully with the special time and with building in more connection, she will hopefully relinquish some of that over time. I would think like a couple of weeks, she might okay. get better. Okay. I would come with play and I would be like, oh, you're so silly. She can't wear a dress today. It's raining. Okay. Oh my gosh. She'll get all wet. Can you help me pick something else out for her? What else is so good for her to wear? I know you have good ideas about what she should wear. 
you're so good with that kind of stuff. Can you help me find something different for her? Mm -hmm. That's like, so, um, it's like, just, you have to be, yeah. So almost prepared for any, you know, (laughs) yes. Well, the thing is, is we're not prepared because we weren't parented this way. Our parents would have been like, stop controlling your sister. You can't do that and get all over us. Right. And then that would be that you'd have to just back off. And so I think it's just, it's not even hard. It's just a different way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like changing the mindset. It's changing the mindset. It's thinking, okay, she's, but when she's saying these things, she has an unmet need of some sort and her unmet needs feels like control. And maybe she feels, I don't know, we won't know, but maybe she feels like she wants to control everything because it's felt out of control. since her sister has been born, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She doesn't have control of you and her dad. She doesn't have control of any of the situations. You know, she's been displaced to some degree. And so she's feeling out of control in her world. So she's trying to get control of everything. Okay. So if we think about it in those terms, how can we allow her to still have some control, Mm -hmm. not shame her that she's doing the wrong thing. Right. And still kind of change this dynamic. Yeah. It's the dynamic of the the relationship and that of, of her being in control and then me getting so frustrated because it's not like you're saying, no, she can't wear a dress right now, or no, she can't go out on a bike ride right now because it's nine o'clock at night and (laughs) (laughs) things like that. And then I do, I get frustrated because she's so stuck out of it. Right. So the other thing is, is you can set the limit. So if she says, you know, Sunny has to go on a bike ride right now, Mm -hmm. then you just say, And it's all about how we say it too. You know what, honey, we're not going to go on a bike ride right now. Hmm. What would she say? Sometimes she might just say, yeah, okay, you're right. And chill. And then other times lose it about that's what we're doing. And And so would she just lament on and on? Like, yeah, we have to, you're Mm -hmm. so mean. You're not going to let me go on the bike ride. Yep, exactly. So then if you can, if you can access it, I think this is the big thing with conscious parenting, like, can you access the, this idea of empathy in that moment when she's losing it? And what would that look look like? You, you be her and I'm going to be what I think you could try to say. (laughs) Okay. We're going to role play. Okay. That's fine. Okay, honey, we're not going to take the bike ride tonight because it's too late. No, she has to go. I want to go. I want her to go. I want to go. We need to go get ice cream. We're going to ride our bikes. We're going to go do something fun. I, I, I want to, I want to, I want to. I understand you really want to, but it's not going to happen tonight, honey. Sometimes that might just make her go off the deep end. And then she might run up to her room and scream and cry and have a tantrum. That's okay. And then listening to your podcast, I've been hearing that maybe that that's just what it has to be. Yeah. So I think when a kid is too, like you said, sometimes she'll listen to the limit and she's fine. Mm -hmm. That's an indicator that she's doing all right. She's connected and she's feeling good Mm -hmm. when it's not okay is when they're not doing well. So their prefrontal cortex, the reasoning center, their brain isn't fully engaged in those moments. And so they tend to lose it. So what can we do when they lose it is we can go upstairs with her and say, I'm right here. I'm listening. I know this is hard. I'm going to be here with you while you're having this hard time and let her just explode. Yeah. And be calm. The problem is, is that we have a hard time being calm because nobody was calm for us. And hearing these big feelings feels like everything's wrong. That something's wrong with her. Yeah. Yeah. 
then of course we blame ourselves. How, how, why do I have a kid who's screaming and crying over going on a bike ride? But it's normal. And like, just sit with her and let her have that tantrum and let it be. Because what will happen is eventually she'll come back online if you're calm enough. And now you're showing her how to regulate because you're, you're regulating, right? You're regulating your feelings, even though it's going to be hard. Mm -hmm. You're regulating and you're staying calm and you're showing her you're the model of calm. Mm -hmm. So now she's going to glean that from you over time. If she sees you do that 3000 times when she's 25, she's going to be able to hopefully regulate better. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't take till 25. It does. (laughs) The, The prefrontal cortex isn't fully developed until 25. Wow. Okay. And so that's the thing too. I think society says, they somehow believe they society, whoever these people are, that <laughs> right. kids should regulate. Mm-hmm. Like my kid can't, I like it when people are like, well, my kid isn't self-regulating. I'm like, yeah, no duh. <laughs> Cause he can't, I, I can't even self-regulate. <laughs> you think the six-year-old can like, honestly, not, yeah. not possible. Okay. But that's the really, really hard part of parenting this way is how do we have empathy in the worst moments? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those scenarios where physically she is, I mean, truly like dragging her across the garage floor. Yeah, no. I mean, how do you, and, and then I'm stopping her. And then, then that's of course making her escalate and get more and more mad. Then again, just let the tantrum or whatever it is happen. Yeah. I would try not to shame her too much. Mm-hmm. She already knows she's not supposed to drag her sister. Right. Right. So I would just come in calmly and quietly and just separate them. And not pick up Sunny and say, oh my God, are you Okay. Because I feel like that is always what I do. Okay. So that could be exacerbating things, right? So you might say to both of them, oh, girls, looks like you guys are having a hard time here. Mm -hmm. Are you all okay? okay? And then trying to come to both of them. Because if we're coming to Sunny only... Not that we shouldn't, because of course she's being dragged across the floor, yeah. right? But if we come to her only, then she could harbor some resentment if it's happening over and over and over again, then I think that could build. Okay. And if she's sensitive, she notices that. Mm-hmm. So I would try to come to both of them and say, you could also use this phrase. I'm so sorry I didn't get here fast enough to keep you both safe. Oh, I like that. Okay. Then you separate them and then you give them both a hug and say, what happened here? Okay. What happened, girls? Then mm-hmm. he probably can't say much. No. <laughs> no, but your older one can. And you can yeah. say, what happened? And then she's going to say something like, I don't know what. What do you think she might say? I wanted her to come over here to get the bike helmets with me. <laughs> <laughs> I see that. Mm-hmm. Well, let's maybe have, let's, let's help her walk over there. Shall we, show, shall we show her how we walk like a monster? Can we walk like a monster? Yeah. Let's do it. You follow me. I'm going to walk like a monster. Okay, come on, everybody. Let's walk like a monster over to get the bike helmets. Yeah. She knows it's wrong. Mm-hmm. She just isn't doing well in that moment. Yeah. I feel like, like you're saying, it takes a lot of, to be able to access that, get the bike. The, let's like walk like a monster. I mean, that's just, you have I mean, to Go get... Yeah. <laughs> you have to do a lobotomy. Uh-huh. You get a new brain and you Yeah, start. exactly. But you love- of course my immediate reaction is like what the hell is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody stop. Yeah. Uh-huh. That would be me. I'd come in and be like, "What are you doing?" Of like course, that is me too. Screaming and they yeah. were like I would like scare them. Of course. But it doesn't work or help. And then again, like with the situation, Sunny can't come in here and play because this is the ice cream 
shop and they only serve coffee ice cream and babies can't have coffee. <laughs> well, at some point she's right. Right. Yeah. Like she can say, I don't want to play with the baby. Yeah. So then you have to stay with the baby who's going to be upset about it. Yeah. And just stay with her and say, I know you wanted to play with your sister. I get it. It's too bad. She doesn't want to play with you right now. I'm sorry. Okay. Instead of forcing her, no, she's allowed to play. This is all, all the toys are both. That's what I'm always saying. All the toys are both of yours. You guys are both allowed to play with them. That's a hard one, right? Because then it's like, she doesn't have anything of her own. Mm -hmm. And she has to share everything. Yeah. And I think the thing is too, is we can look at sharing as more as like taking turns. Yeah. So we can say to the, to Vivian, is it Vivian or Viv? Yeah. Vivian. You can say to Vivian, Vivian, honey, when you're done playing with it, can Sunny play with it? And then she will probably say yes. Uh Uh-huh. And then you'll say, okay. And then you'll say to Sunny, Sunny, I'll be with you while you wait your turn. Okay. So that way Vivian's has some ownership, right? Something that's hers and, and some autonomy to say, I don't want to play with the baby right now. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to do that more, more recently. Just if she says, I'm going to close my door to my room. I'm just like, okay, okay let yeah. do your thing. I mean, she needs her space too. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want her little sister's hands and everything. And, you know, touching every little thing she's doing all the time. Yeah. And maybe if we'd set this boundary for Vivian, it might create less animosity. You might have less pulling across the garage floor. Uh-huh. You might, she might want to include her more if she's given some space of her own. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. So those things are good. The other thing you could do after you've introduced special time for some time, like maybe mm-hmm. like a month, then you could say, hey, Vivian, do you want to do a special time with Sunny? Oh, Okay. You do whatever Sunny wants for 10 minutes and then Sunny's going to do whatever you want for 10 minutes. And this will create a good balanced relationship for them. Okay. I like that idea too. Yeah. I would get this special time going the one-on-one. Just first. she and I. Yeah. Yeah. And then move it toward um, them doing it together. And if your husband at all can squeeze in some special time. Sure. Yeah. I wish. You, yeah. That would be too. probably very helpful. Yeah. It's good too. You know, my, my mom and my mother-in-law live nearby and help a ton, help me a ton. So I, you know, she always is getting special time with my mom because my mom will babysit one-on-one or with my mother-in-law one-on-one. So she's always getting that with both of them, but never ever gets it with me because I'm always with both kids, you know, whereas the grandmas get Vivi one-on-one all the time. So and maybe use like, the grandmas. So yeah. You can get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's probably created some weird dynamic between us because she doesn't ever have me to herself, but she always has the grandmas to herself. Yeah. And maybe she's taking that out on your, her sister. Yeah, probably because I always am staying home with the baby because I had in the beginning had to sit and feed her nine hours a day. And yeah. And now Vivi goes to school. And so I'm still at that time, I'm still at home with Sunny, just the two of us, you know? Yeah. So you're shipping her off to the caretakers yeah and to school and I'm sure just look at it from her perspective right mm-hmm. she doesn't get the mommy time right okay but I think special time is going to be tremendous for you guys okay I want to know when you after you start doing it text me or, or I mean email me or something yeah. find me I will. and <laughs> I will uh, yeah after like two weeks let me know what you think because I've people like 
they rave about how much it improves things and how much their kids love it and how much and it, they love it. It truly has to be, it can't be me saying, hey, let's play Candyland, right? It's, it has to be her saying, this is what I want to play princesses, which is not what I want to play, but whatever. It's never what we want to play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a horrible, I hate special time. <laughs> Honestly, like I think, we had a trampoline for years and that was their go-to. And they'd be like, let's jump on the trampoline. And I'm uh, like, I just had my coffee. Are you <laughs> going to pee my pants? I'm not going on the trampoline. And then I'd get on there and I'd be like, like uh, not even jumping. And it's just, yeah, it's bad. It's really mm-hmm. bad. But the bad outweighs the good. I mean, the okay. good outweighs the bad. That's what I meant. Are you looking for ways to parent without yelling or threatening? Do you crave to understand connection and how to use it in everyday practice with your children? Is remaining calm a challenge and staying away from shame hard? I can be helpful. I've been there and I've also helped so many parents overcome their parenting challenges with my one-on-one programs of either six, eight, or 10 weeks. We dive into what's specifically difficult in your own family, and I tailor ways to help you remedy them using connection instead of conventional parenting methods. Go to www.peaceandparentingla.com forward slash private hyphen sessions and find out more about my private one-on-one courses. I'd love to see you there. I have a question because I have, I've started, I started listening from beginning episode one is how I started listening. Oh, good. And there was a podcast that I listened to recently, maybe in the twenties or something where you were talking about the phrase, which I've been using that maybe isn't as helpful as it could be, which is I can't let you do that. Or I won't let you do that. Yeah. Like with the physical stuff. Yeah. I like the phrase. I'm so sorry. I didn't get here to keep you both safe instead Uh huh. or to keep you safe instead. Um, just, just saying, I can't, it's like accusing her of being a bad guy. Yeah. Or it's just like, I just don't understand what it does, I guess. Yeah. It's, is it effective? I guess is the. Well, I notice that when I say that, that makes her escalated to, I mean, that really pisses her off, you know, I mean, it's I'm really setting that. a limit and you can say it. I just don't know if in those moments it's useful. It's mm-hmm. not it's not going to hurt everyone and be horrible. I just like try to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. I so think- instead of saying that it would be, even though you're noticing if something bad's going down at the moment, you're still saying, I'm so, so sorry. I didn't notice. I couldn't get here soon enough. So you guys could you, be safe. So saying like, I can't let you do this. It's implying you're wrong. You're mm-hmm. bad. You've done this. Mm-hmm. You're not in control of yourself. Instead of, I just take the onus. Mm-hmm. What do I care? I don't care who is wrong and right. I really don't. Right. Because by the way, if she's doing something like dragging her sister across the garage floor, mm-hmm. she's not doing it because she's a psychopath. She's, do- <laughs> <laughs> she's doing it because she's not doing well. Yeah. She's mad at that little girl. And that little girl represents a lot for her. And uh-huh. it boils over in a moment and she makes a bad decision. Mm-hmm. she immediately likely knows that, or at least when you come in the room, she knows that. And uh-huh. hopefully she gets to her own internal remorse and shame. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to push at our little sprinkle in our little extra dose of, you know, yeah. I, here's my judgment too, honey. I'm not letting you do that. Okay. 
And also likely it's already been done. We yeah. say, I can't let you hit her. We, she's already hit her. What do you mean right. you can't let her? You, you, of course you can. You don't have any control over who she hits or who she does. I can't let you hit her. Really? Try to hit her. Right. There the damage has already happened. Right. I think that phrase would be interesting in a conversation, like before we're going to bed and just saying, you know, when you're having a hard time with your sister, I can't let you hit her. That's an interesting conversation to have when we're calm and connected and feeling good. But after the fact, yeah, Um, I don't know. I think we've replaced that with like time out or, or a punishment or something, or I don't know what, what happened. That phrase got super popular. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to try to steer clear of that. The other thing is if she's coming with aggression, you can be like, oh, little girls who grab their sister are going to get a hug and a kiss. Uh-huh. You can flip the script and turn it into something playful to try to say, oh, we can't do that, but still being kind and connected and mm-hmm. loving. So we kind of take the shame out of it. You could use okay. that as well. It's like you almost have to, like you're saying, flip the whole thing and just. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You have to assume there's nobody's wrong, which is a hard thing because our society says there has to be a perpetrator and a victim. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if she's just operating in her own hurt, not doing it because she is a bad person. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, obviously she's three years old. She can't be a bad person. No. But I do think it's exactly what you're saying. A lot of just, she's mad at Sunny. She's mad at us. and taking it out on Sunny. She's mad and yeah. rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah. Rightfully so. <laughs> I wrote down another yes. question for you. Yes. Let's hear it. Oh, this is, this is my karma for, for being a little princess as well. But just within the last like month, she's decided we can't help her get dressed. We can't look at her get dressed. We can't be upstairs when she's putting the clothes on. Oh, wow. She's taking it to the umpteenth. Oh. She, and she screams all morning long, don't look at me while she's getting dressed. So of course, at the, now at this point, now it's been like a month, I kind of get like, okay, she's going upstairs, just let her go upstairs and yeah. rifle through her 300 dresses that she wants to try on before she goes to school. But how can I, I mean, if it's 745 and we have to leave at eight and she's upstairs trying on her 30th dress and frustrated that she can't do the buttons and all that stuff. How do I like, hey, we got to... Yeah. 15 minutes. We're, we got to go, you know, does she, can she pick her dress out the night before? She could. Yeah, we could do that. But it's, it's more of the physical aspect of getting, taking the old clothes off and putting the new ones on. And it, sometimes it can be 45 minutes that she's upstairs working on it, but won't let you help her. Won't accept. Hey, babe, I could just put that one sock on for you. Yeah. No. Is she, are you starting early enough? I feel like we are. I mean, there's been times where we couldn't go to soccer practice because she sat upstairs and cried for an hour about what to wear to soccer. Okay. So then we could set the limit around it. Yeah. So what you could, yeah, but it's going to be a big tantrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And that's what it turns into. And that's okay. You just have to be prepared. Okay. Are you ready to turn this? Do you want to turn it into play? Like, oh, yeah. Silly I mean, goose, I can come help you with that dress. Can you? turn it into something playful and will she fall for that? I don't know if she would fall for that. If she's not going to fall for that, then we'd set the limit mm-hmm. and we say, you know, this is the soccer outfit. You have to put the soccer outfit on. 
Mm-hmm. And when she says, no, I don't want to, I pick my own out. You say, I'm so sorry, honey. This is what we're wearing to soccer. And you hold the limit and you let her melt mm-hmm. down. Yeah. And then when she's done melting down, then hopefully she'll put the outfit on. So after this has happened so often now, I'm like, I kind of know what's coming and how she's going to act around it, you know? Yeah. But when it first started, it was with this whole soccer thing. And so my husband and I, at some point after the third week, we were like, screw soccer. Like, is it worth it? Like, do we want to keep doing soccer if this yeah. is what it is for an hour or tantrum about the shin guards or what color socks to wear? I don't know. Is it worth it? And in your opinion, number one, is it worth it? And is it, is it more about soccer or is it more about a social anxiety? I mean, we're, we're, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to talk more to you. We'd have sure. to spend more time thinking about it. Sure. I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. I don't know if we ever will know, but what I like to do is try things. Mm-hmm. And we kind of see like, try the limit and see if, if the limit works and she has the tantrum and she goes to soccer and has a good time. Uh-huh. And maybe it's not soccer, right? Uh-huh. If you stop going to soccer and she's okay, but she still has these tantrums somewhere else in her world, like before school or to go onto a party or whatever it is, right. then mm-hmm. it's likely it has little to do with soccer. Okay. It's just something going on with her. Uh-huh. So we would try a bunch of stuff before we could really decide, I think, what where it is. It sounds like it's it's happening in multi-area, many areas. Yes. So yeah, 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 so I doubt it's soccer, but does she have this like Esme had tactile defensiveness disorder where she thought everything that was touching her body was attacking her and oh she didn't like seams or certain buttons or interesting. So I don't know, you know, if that could be something part. like along those lines. Yeah, like, you know, um, I, I, you just never know, right? Hers did get better when I used more connection. Hmm. I find too, with some of these emotional projects, like that, that close one, that once we start building in more connection pieces, special time every day, empathy for big feelings, play, when we start moving these into their world, you see other areas of their life kind of get easier. Okay. So that would be another thing to kind of like, if we were working together, I would say, okay, let's work on the special time and the empathy and those pieces for two weeks. And then Uh let's move to the clothes stuff and see if we see movement here. And if we don't, then let's try setting limits around the clothes. So we would just do this whole process. Okay. All right. Yeah. And there with these kids Uh (laughs) really is. It's like, I don't know what's going to work. Let's try this. (laughs) (laughs) Usually though, with the connection, everything kind of de-escalates. Okay. That's got to be my first step. Yes. I would start there. I would start special time and empathy for big tantrums. Okay. And if you do those consistently for, you know, three weeks, then -hmm. you say, okay, did the clothes thing get better? If it didn't get better, let's work on that. Let's set a limit around the clothes. Let's say you're going to pick the, so she picks her dress out Mm -hmm. and you'll say, okay, honey, we've got 15 minutes to put your clothes on. And after 15 minutes, I'm going to come up and help you. Okay. And then you set the limit. And then if she has the explosion, then we just keep working in that way, you know, just keep having those meltdowns and hopefully we get movement there too. Okay. And you think that the tantrums, like, I mean, there's times where she can have three 45 minute tantrums in one day and then she won't have one for five days. Yeah. They get clogged. It's what? They get clogged, you know, they get clogged with their feelings. So the way that Patty Whitfler, who was my mentor, she describes it is that Kids get little tiny hurts that get stuck in their psyche, right? Like, uh-huh. oh, my sister got to play with this and I didn't. Or she, I had to go with grandma and, 
and Sonny got mommy or, Mm -hmm. you know, soccer. I didn't get to go to soccer because I was crying in my room all afternoon Mm -hmm. or all these little hurts. And then one thing will cause a big tantrum. Like she didn't get a second treat, but they're actually processing all these other hurts that are in their psyche. And that's how kids re-regulate themselves. That's how they feel better. So I I mean, just be completely open to all the tantrums. Just let it go. Unfortunately. (laughs) But it, it, it becomes easier when you can just accept them. Uh-huh. Like it's just going to happen. Yeah. Like this is life. We're going to have tantrums. It's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For her, it seems to be like a lot of um, the tantrums are always about uh, something physical. Like I said, the clothes, her hair, not taking a bath, not taking a shower. It's always these mm-hmm. physical things. So can like give her saying, more um, control around them. Like for instance, we went on this big, long road trip and all the houses that we rented didn't have bathtubs. So they all had showers and she's three. She doesn't want to shower. So the houses all did have hot tubs. So she was willing to go in the hot tubs, but she didn't want to go in the showers. So in that case, we were like, all right, that's cool. Like, we'll do the hot tub. We went to some hot springs. You're cool. You're, yeah. You're clean you rinsed. <laughs> yeah. But now we're home and now like you do have to take a bath, you know? And, um, She's been very defiant about that too. You could give her some, it sounds like control, 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 right? Everything, right? So where can we give her good control? So the special time will help, but you could say to her, okay, today, and are we taking a bath every night or can we take them? Yeah. And so can she not have to take them every night? Can she take them every other day? Sure. Sure. And then can you say, okay, we have to take a bath tonight. When do you want to take it? Do you want to take it? right after school? You want to take it before bed? Do you want to take it after dinner? When's your, what's, what's, when do you want to take it? You want to do it. Okay. Yeah. Maybe give her a little control around it. That might be helpful too. Yeah. That's a good suggestion. Just, I think giving her places to have control. Like I think when she she can have control over her playtime, control over when to take the bath, you know, Mm -hmm. control over her clothes. Like she wants that. She's asking for those Mm -hmm. things. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. You're doing a lot. You're going to be doing a lot of hard work now. I know. Yeah. I was going to say, it should be worth it. It'll be worth it on the, in the long run. You'll probably, I say to people too, when they're just starting a special time, like don't cook mm-hmm. dinner, don't do laundry, just let that all go for a minute yeah. and focus on the special time and let that come. And just eat, you know, whatever, mac yeah. and cheese. It doesn't matter. Trader Joe's frozen aisle. That's right. The meatballs <laughs> are amazing. Yeah. I love the turkey meatballs. <laughs> eat the ravioli in the air fryer too is really good. Oh, yum. Mm, they're good. <laughs> yeah, check it out. In the air fryer. I put them yeah. in the pan and fry them too. Yeah. Oh, Dip yeah. In the marinara. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. That sounds delightful. Okay. That's good for me tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Do that so that you can free up your time just to do special time. Okay. You know, so you don't have to stress yourself out because it's going to be my priority. It's really a lot. And then there's the special time podcast. I think it's number three or two, two or three. Uh huh. And there's a special time guide that's linked to it that you can download and it gives you the rules of special time. So how do I, how do I find it to download it? It's in the show notes. Okay. I like just like a click on a link kind of thing. Yeah. If you can't find it, tell me and I, I can send it to you. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. It was so nice meeting you. Thank you for letting me into your family. I think sure. I'm I'm excited to tell my friends like you guys, 
I put it all out there. It's going to be on, on the air. It's airing in the world of they podcasts. All, they all already know all my issues, so it won't be any surprise to them. You know, you sound like you have all the normal issues. Yeah. We yeah. all do. Yeah. yeah. yeah Anyone who's got two kids who are like 22 months apart, it's, it's rough. It's really rough. I think it's the hardest. I say it all the time. It's the hardest time of being a mom is having a baby and a toddler. Yeah. It's horrible. I'm, sorry. I'm excited for like three and five or four and six. I'm hoping is yeah, much a little better. better. Yeah. Much better when they can, you know, put their clothes on and feed themselves. Yes. Yeah. That'd yeah. be good. Yeah. You're doing well, thank great. You, Michelle. You're welcome. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle and I'll see you next time. 